0: The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer
1: Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. This city oh, is my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now here's your host Fred Perry, and welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. So glad that you have tuned in this weekend, uh, Fred Perry, your host. Uh, very pleased to welcome into the studios uh, Mike Murphy, the publisher of Como Buzz at c o m o b u z dot one z. Uh, Mike, good morning. Thanks for joining us, Mike. You know, it's I wanted to get you back into the studio. Uh I I've had you on quite a bit uh, recently and I, I honestly I would love to do a daily show with you because you are the one guy in Columbia that I think knows uh from a news standpoint about every single thing that's going on and and uh, I that's what I appreciate about about Como Buzz, but I wanted to get you on before the April elections because there's so much to talk about uh, not only in the city council races but also and, in particular, the school board races, you have a debate coming up this week uh, a debate night with school board candidates. Tell us a little bit about that event. It is at uh, in the Bush auditorium inside Cornell
0: Hall on the m u campus. It begins at six thirty. Uh, if you haven't been there before parking is available in the turner avenue parking garage which is right there at the end of sixth street you pull in the garage you cross across tiger avenue uh... on foot and you're right inside corner
1: hall so it's really easy to get to Now that's the business school for Correct. people that don't know and it's yeah. sort of across from the newman center uh... for locals um across from where the natatorium used to be uh... at the corner of uh... what is tiger avenue and rollins street uh... if you're you're driving and, and so park there next to the alumni center um, or what used to be the alumni center, I don't know, it's yep. Reynolds Hall, I yep. guess, and uh, park in that garage, yep. um, and then make your way over to Cornell Hall.
0: Yeah, we were expecting, actually, we, we we feel like quite a good buzz building about it, but also, before I fail to mention, uh, the whole purpose of these debates, we realize that many, many people who are interested aren't aren't going to be able to make it out for the debate. So we have an excellent uh, audio-visual presentation uh, planned. We had a good test run last Monday night when we did the Ward 5 City Council Candidates. So the full uh, recording will be available on, uh, it's called uh, comodebate.com. There's other places you can get it. It's also going to be on uh, KMOS uh, uh, broadcast in full on Wednesday night. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's very, Very very accessible. And uh all you got to do is make a small effort. you can uh email me at como buzz it's all it'll also be on Como Buzz by the way so it'll it'll be readily available and you'll be able to watch it in its entirety
1: yeah and this is truly a debate uh, a lot of other organizations and and i I see um uh in the newspapers that there's debates almost every single or not debates but candidate forms almost every single day uh you know, it was interesting uh, that there was a, the League of Women Voters hosted a debate of uh, school board candidates uh, in the last uh, few nights, and not one single question asked about uh, testing scores or performance in the classroom, and, and it's just, it's astonishing to me that the League of Women Voters of all organizations would avoid uh the most important thing that we ought to be talking about uh in our school district but instead they want to talk about uh equity and and uh, inclusion and and other uh issues that really uh have very little impact on what actually happens as the what what the byproduct is of, of our school system and so um so you're promising a true old-fashioned debate yeah well so we we decided. Uh, I was actually
0: approached by uh, uh... several members of the community to get involved in this because, for some reason, over the last few years, the quality of the forums seems to have gone downhill. Yeah, very
1: slanted, very they're very agenda based. Well,
0: and 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 for good reason. Many of them are simply to go get the endorsement. It could be Sierra Club, it could be labor union, it could be police officers association. So they're there for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so we recognize the need for a good uh, forum. And then, of course, there is no debate. So we figured out how we could actually conduct a debate. And other than our Ward 5 uh, uh, test run last Monday night, this is our first shot at it. And unfortunately, or, or strangely, interestingly, I, we're really into the fire right off the bat with the school board election with six, you know, basically really good candidates all have something to say, all are electable uh, and a lot of issues, and uh, a school district that seems to be on fire right now. Mm-hmm. So so uh, I'm uh, moderating it, and uh, right now I'm uh, working pretty hard to get prepared because, to be honest with you, I'm pretty nervous about it.
1: Yeah, well, good, because I, I, I think there's some really important issues Even in the last couple of days there's been the, the story about the state of texas uh, take, uh taking over the houston texas school system uh, i remember as a as a very young man uh, when when the state of missouri took over the kansas city uh, school district um and i think that you know um you say that the school district is on fire right now. I, you know, we have, the, we both know people that on social media frequently refer to our school system right now as a dumpster fire. And, um, and I think that, that there's some legitimate basis to those concerns, uh, that, that may be extreme, but, but the truth of the matter is, uh, we appear to be at an all-time low in terms of performance for our public school system. A school system that we've always been very proud of has always been the first thing the Chamber of Commerce would mention when they were promoting our community, the first thing that realtors would, would mention when promoting our community. They can't do that anymore because it is so troubled. Um, but amazingly, nobody seems to know this I, people are not paying attention, and um, and I think that these school districts are coming in, um, and they are trying to um, uh, what's what's happening. School board candidates are coming in, and they're they're trying to get the endorsement, as you mentioned, and they don't feel compelled to talk about the elephant in the room. Correct. I think the
0: what's happened so for the last couple years, at least, small groups of people who do pay attention have uh, discovered these declining test scores. And and there's been a lot of conversation about it. And definitely in the last year, it really started to become part of the consciousness of groups of people close to the school. But you're certainly right. The community at large really has no clue. Mm-hmm. I think Chuck Basie's entrance into the race and the controversy around it, and now the comments that are going on, uh, social media and elsewhere, there's, there's plenty of now, it's in the news uh, I think it's called a lot of attention to something's going on, and then these bombshells drop, like this recent uh, school report card that the APR know, yeah it puts yeah. it puts Columbia in the you know the eighty percent of the schools in the state are are rated higher than they are yeah and uh, uh, the the district saw this coming they weren't very good about being transparent about it but they ordered uh, uh, audits of like uh, their curriculum outside audits of curriculum and special ed. And in the last couple of weeks, those audits have arrived, and they've been um, just very damning. They're full of yeah. information that 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 points out to, in fact, what a lot of people have been saying and complaining about over the last year—that uh, some of the policies and procedures and follow-through that they, uh, as they attempted to reform, I think, over the last few years. And then, of course, COVID came in, didn't do anybody any good. But it's certainly not an excuse. It started way before COVID and the bottom line is is uh i i i don't think anybody would disagree that this uh academic performance is uh a crisis that has to be addressed
1: you know uh brian yearwood the superintendent of Columbia post schools has a, a really a, just a, a what i would call a beautiful opportunity to step forward because it, really he can't take the blame uh for what has happened to our school district now uh he uh Under his leadership, things have progressively gotten worse, but he could stand up and say, here's where we are and here's our plan to get out of this mess. But he has chosen to take a rather coy uh, position and not talk to the media, not be transparent, uh, not uh, come on. Radio shows like this, or any other interviews and and talk about what's happening uh in our school district instead he puts a, a communications director Michelle Bombstar, who I think has done a miserable job of uh communicating uh, uh with patrons and with with the local media about uh what's happening in our schools um, I mean what is yearwood hiding from i mean I, he really it's not his fault but uh But for some reason, he doesn't uh, feel compelled to come forward and be public about our situation and and then try to build a plan, a collaborative plan with the rest of the community about how we're going to get out of this mess.
0: I would like to hope and think that he has one. I think that when you think about, this would be in his defense right now for for what it's worth. If you think about a 19,000 student school district and how massive that is, then you think of that Aslan building and it's full of, other administrators besides him. Right. Mm-hmm. And almost all of those administrators were put in there by his predecessor, uh, Peter Stiepelman, Uh with the uh, this uh, uh, progressive reform minded uh, approach. And also, as many would say, it's not even just the pro- approach. It was terrible execution of implementing the approach. Well, much of that infrastructure is still in place. Mm-hmm. And he has to have the uh, uh, the vision and the determination and the skill to turn that around. And it's not going to happen overnight. And I'm not sure uh, what's to be gained. Sooner or later, he's going to have to maintain public support. I imagine he's sitting there thinking uh, what's to be
1: gained by being overly public with this at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I
1: feel. Yeah. Yeah. I have a weird little barometer that I use. I've been writing uh, columns uh, every month for the last 27 years here. I will opine about something that's taking place in our community and uh, this month in Inside Columbia magazine I wrote about the the sinking ship that is CPS and and I will tell you uh, if and it, it's not a very reliable barometer but it's the only one I have but uh, the feedback and the response that I have gotten to this particular piece. So the number of people who agree with me, the number of people who have been afraid to speak up publicly about what's happening in our schools, uh, is astonishing to me. And I, you know, I keep showing it to my wife. I said, see, honey, I told you, she thought I might be a little bit overboard on what I was saying about the school district, but, uh, there is a significant portion of our community. Unfortunately, it's not the vocal minority. Um, It is, uh, it is a, it's a group that's not getting any, any voice, but, uh, there is some tremendous concern. Well, I think, and
0: I think that adds up to the Chuck Basie phenomenon. Um, you know, he's obviously, he's been able to raise a lot of money. Um, he's definitely got support. I think you're hearing support for him as a school board member from people who, you know, perhaps never would have, you know, dreamed of needing to put somebody with his positions on the school board just to, uh, shake the place up, so so to mm-hmm, speak. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, what I think is going to be really curious, when you have seven people running for three seats, you, you only got to get 25% of the vote probably to become elected. Yeah. And at first, when I first heard Chuck was running, I thought he was a bit of a long shot. I, I no longer think that. In fact, I would bet on him getting elected. However, as we both know, Republicans are famous for not showing up.
1: Yes. Yeah. So uh, if you are a Republican, if you are a conservative and uh you care about the future of this community and you don't show up and vote on April 4th or or you know it's it's early voting you can vote now with with no excuse uh, uh absentee voting um you are a <laughs> weak coward and uh, uh don't ever call this radio station griping about our school district or city council if you can't if you don't have the gumption to go vote and uh just Simply put, I guess uh, someone peed in my Cheerios this morning, but but it just it irritates me that we don't uh, uh, we we don't have feel more of a sense of ownership or responsibility to go and vote and, and change things.
0: I will say one thing that I think is good is I've got to know all the candidates, and um, so say, uh, I could you know I can compare it to city council. I, I think of the fifth ward is sending a couple candidates. Without much experience, without much knowledge of the issues, and it's you know it's a little disturbing uh maybe it's you could argue it's a good thing, I don't know, but the, my point would be all seven of these school board members uh i could see i wouldn't have a real big problem with any of the seven being being in office there yeah they they come from a wide variety i would of, i know you would <laughs> they come from a wide variety of uh uh, uh partisan places for yeah. sure for sure yeah but they all have uh they're all smart they have opinions they're knowledgeable they're informed uh, uh their hearts are in the right place and uh i think that is kind of a a, a, a good, and they all know that some reform is needed. They all know; every single one of them will tell you that transparency is an issue, accountability is an issue, and it is. Of course, it's easy to say that, but I do believe that
1: they know that they need to get on that board, and 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 we need to have some changes. All right, I'm going to ask you two separate okay. questions at the same time. Okay. What are the issues for the school board candidates, and what should be the issues for the school board candidates? So, let's. What What are the issues that you're hearing from school board candidates? We've only got a couple minutes here. What are the issues that you're hearing from them, and then what are the issues that we should be hearing from them?
0: Well, I think the issues are um, certainly overarching is academic performance, Then you go underneath that and why that is. Equity, equity inclusion, diversion. Uh, no, it's
1: actually diversity.
0: Not diversion. (laughs) (laughs) Diversion. Yep. That was a Freudian slip. It actually is. Yep. There's a lot of diversion about it. Let me tell you. That's that's a that's something that they want to talk about, especially from right to left. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, So that. Uh, royals underneath. They want to talk about uh, critical race theory being taught in schools. That royals underneath. Um, Just not the issues. Correct. Just not the issues. Correct. So uh, for the debate, when we get to decide the issues, we're going uh, right to uh, academic performance. What the role is of board members in in changing that, and then uh, uh, the role that schools should have in in teaching social issues, or you know, instructing uh, students on social issues, and how we can. Uh, clarify this big old noisy mess and get back about uh, getting focused on raising the student achievement.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's Mike Murphy. He is the publisher of Como Buzz, C O M O B U Z dot com. You should check it out. Great reporting on what's happening in our council and candidate races and stuff that's happening around the city. We'll get to that in the second and third segments here. This is Fred Perry. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable on 939 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. Welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show, Fred Perry, visiting with Mike Murphy from uh, comobuzz.com. dot com, and uh, we are having a. Uh, I would th- I don't want to say it's a nice visit because it's uh, it's something that's got me kind of riled up a little bit, and and I worry that people just aren't paying attention. And uh, the uh, the APR reports that came out uh, last week uh, show our school district performing worse than eighty one percent of the other districts in. Uh, the state of Missouri. And if you are a, uh, student that lives in poverty or a minority, uh, of color, um, it's even worse. And, uh, you have, your students have definitely fallen through the cracks and, and are getting less than, um, what, what everybody else is getting. And so that ought to have you concerned. It ought to have us as a community concerned that, that, uh, uh, the, the kids who are going to be our future workforce and the, and, and, uh, Uh, the kids that are probably going to stay right here in Columbia um, are getting such a poor education. So um, I want to just uh, shift gears uh, and talk a little bit about the debate that happened uh, uh, last Monday uh, in the fifth ward city council. Uh, Anything from that debate uh, surprise you? Anything uh, from that debate concern you? Well,
0: uh, nothing surprised me Uh, concern. Yeah, I would admit to some concern. Um, So the 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 candidates now I mentioned this a minute ago, and you can have two different takes on this, so traditionally but not always the route to to become a member of the city council was you became involved in an issue, perhaps you were leading your neighborhood association, something got you involved mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you, 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 you got you, you became part of the the system and you learned what 's going on then you probably volunteered or got appointed to maybe a city board or commission where you work behind the scenes on important work that gets done at city council and you became further involved and knowledgeable about city issues. Then you're in a position to run for city council, you get elected and you're in the city council. Um, the two candidates in the fifth ward uh, really have been uh, non-participants in any part of any kind of city as in like, uh, uh, I would go as far as saying not even following in the news. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's concerning to me a, a bit. little bit. Now you could argue, hey, they come in there with no no biases and no preconceptions and all that, and uh, uh, they'll get briefed. They'll they'll read their briefing books, and this isn't a big deal. <laughs> and you know, okay, we'll see. Because you know, I, we at least need to thank them for running. I think it's a little bit amazing that the fifth ward, which is
1: southwest. Uh, it's it's the power base of our community. It, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's where the wealth is. It's certainly it's, where uh, the wealth is. It's yeah. where the uh CEOs live. It's it's where um I mean it's the epicenter of, of uh I hate to use the word power, but that's what it is and, in our community. And they
0: should be sending somebody who can be a leader on that city yeah, council. And, yeah. that, and that's not happening. In fact, uh you know I'm I'm not a fan of uh, Matt Pitzer's uh tenure on the council and what he, anything he was able to achieve. Or not achieve. Correct. And uh I think that Like power lines. I'd I'd like to think we'd we'd be able to take a step
1: forward, and I'm really worried that that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. All right. So the two candidates are Don Waterman, who has run for state representative before, correct? Correct. Uh, And is it Greg Boyd? Bush. 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 Greg Bush. All right. Uh, I've met him at a a fundraiser somewhat recently. Very affable. Very nice, pleasant person. Uh, But um, why is he running? Well, he wants to get back to Columbia. Uh, I think uh, both of them,
0: uh, yeah, he loves Columbia and wants to get back. Why is Don Waterman running? He loves Columbia and wants to get back. Okay. Is that enough? Well, that's what we're going with.
1: Okay. Um, So let me ask you the same question I asked you about school board. What are the issues and what should be the issues?
0: Well, um, I think that, I don't think that they're off on things that um, should not be the issues because I don't think they really have much idea what the issues are Mm -hmm. so i know the issues that we brought up at the debate uh we we tried to keep it very simple we knew going in that they weren't going to have particularly any answers but we you know we instigated the discussion anyway i think the answers are uh, awarding of the ARPA funds. We're gonna, they have to sign off on $25 million worth of ARPA
1: funds mm-hmm. coming up in the next year. Those are federal dollars given to the city by the federal
0: government, the American Rescue
1: Plan. There'll be plenty of controversy
0: around that. We have, we have, uh, issues rolling around our police department. Mm-hmm. So we, we passed, uh, you know, we talked about police funding, we talked about community violence intervention programs, and we talked about the Citizens Police Review Board. I think those are three issues that are, uh, going on, uh, with the police. We also talked about the FUSIS. Camera software system, which is making its way back. Mm-hmm. That'll come before them shortly. Yeah, much uh, to
1: people's chagrin, there's a lot of people that are very upset that's coming back,
0: and there's a lot of people who think it should come back. Yeah, and, it uh, should come back. Yeah, and then also we talked about uh, renewable energy a little bit, the new transmission line, and and then an issue that is the short-term rental issue, the uh, idea of uh, Airbnbs and neighborhoods. That's uh, going to be a really thorny issue. Uh, there's two really compelling sides to that story uh uh and and the candidates did have separate opinions at the end of the day uh waterman uh, acknowledges he comes from a very conservative mindset Mm -hmm. Uh, he ran as a republican for state rep and um bush is is a very um uh, progressive more
1: liberal minded thinker he would certainly not disagree with that. So so the issue I mean here's here's what I'm I can't figure get my head around and I, I my blood boils every time I read it but but you know we're we're talking about, okay, so right now we have an embarrassment of riches as a community. We have uh, uh the ARPA money, $25 million. Uh, the sales tax revenues have surprised everybody thanks to the new use tax. That has been a windfall for the city. Uh, there's a lot of dope smokers in Columbia, Missouri, as I'm sure you're aware. And uh, the marijuana tax that will most likely I would assume that'll pass. Is that on the April ballot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that'll get the dope smokers out to vote against it, I'm sure. Um, but You know, so with those three things, we we have a windfall of of never-before-seen money. Um, And we could really be doing that to do some transformational things. But we're talking about the issues I mean, that are uh, we're talking about renewable energy and 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 these other issues, which are really non issues in the grand scheme of things, because you know there's as as you have reported so well in Coma Buzz, really the renewable energy is is a bit of a farce. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to solve our problems, and it's gonna it's it could bankrupt the city if we don't get our our, our crap together here quick. Somebody needs to force these people to talk about the real issues. What? are the issues that are creating a burning fire on the desk of the city manager, you know?
0: So here's the, here's the interesting uh, problem, and, and I'm going to have uh, something on this. Certainly within a month, I thought I'd have it by now, the annual uh, city audit comes out. Mm-hmm. And here's the bottom line. The, the, the city, inside the city... The the management of the city is you know absolutely on fire. Utilities are are are, are a mess. Dangerous. Uh, uh, police are roiling. People people are showing up and screaming at at meetings again. Um, they they can't run transit, so they're they're shutting it down. There's just uh, all kinds. of... Trash collection. Of, we're going to transition to another trash collection now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, the services to the people that the constituents, are, there's struggles all around that. Uh, and there's a ton of acknowledgement. They're starting to call for peop- audits and for people to lose their jobs. But at the end of the day, when we see the audit, we're going to see that we're enormously financially healthy. Mm-hmm. We, we consistently... Uh, uh revenues come in uh, well over what we budget they're going to again and usually expenses come in well under what we budgeted and there's a, there's some good reasons for that so once more millions of dollars are going to go into the savings account and there's no financial stress that's real we make it up and we say there is but our our our, our coffers are full of cash uh there's no there's no problem that can't be solved by throwing some money at it really yeah. and that's what happens yeah. yeah it's
1: a situation where you where you look at the city you look at the county and you look at the school district and sometimes we say this about people not very nice but we say you know that guy has way more money than he does common sense. And that is true of our city, that's true of our county, and that's true of our school district right now. They are flooded with revenues that they were not expecting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And 86% of our property taxes, and we just all got a huge property tax Mm -hmm. increase. eighty percent 86% of our property tax revenues are going to our school district. They have more money than they can spend. Mm -hmm. And yet, we continue to get this poor performance well
0: uh, because we have p- poor performers in place yeah and part of the problem is, is so out in the fifth ward where and i hate to be snide about it be, but most of the people haven't been on the other side of uh i said se- on the north side of i-70 unless yeah. they had to run to menards yeah uh, they have no idea <laughs> what's going program. on out there they're getting yeah. ready for the we, we make you know these caricatures are getting ready for you know the, the next sec football game or for tailgating yeah. or for the next trip to cancun or whatever mm-hmm. and until the lights go out or the water doesn't run, or there's a, a
1: race riot downtown. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're just not interested. Yeah, uh, and it's
1: just it's a shame. Well. I mean, it's, it's a it's a major character flaw in our community, and uh, this is a, a community that has so much civic pride that that has just been so is so proud of themselves has been on so many lists over the years for for being the best place to live in America, uh, but yet um, things are crumbling so fast, and and uh, Oh, uh, you know, I I can only listen to Tucker Carlson for about 15 minutes because he's too much doom and gloom. And I Mm -hmm. hope that I'm not doing the same thing to this show, but but that there's so much doom and gloom here. But but uh, look, it ought to motivate every one of us to go vote on April 4th, you know. Um, So I've kind of come to the conclusion I'm going to vote for Chuck Basie. I'm going to vote for John Potter and I'm going to vote for Chris Horn. Chris Horn is an incumbent i like chris horn as a person i don't think that he has uh, carried as big of a stick as he should in his first term uh he promises to be more assertive in his second term and uh one of the one of the reasons frankly i'll be very honest about this that i'm voting for chris Horn is that i think it's critically important that we have a person of color on our school board because our uh, minority children and our uh, children living in poverty are getting the short end of the stick in the school district and we desperately need represent representation for the minority key. but he's got to stand up he's got to be a bigger fighter than he has been the first three years
0: i'll admit to rooting for chris horn uh, also i think it's been 10 in a row every single candidate that's gone in has gone in with the uh NEA endorsement, CMNEA endorsement. Yep. Okay, and then very, very, very good school boards. Tre- Teresa Milady comes to mind, who lost the endorsement going into their second term. Were voted off.
1: Yeah, so and Chris has lost the endorsement. Chris has the lost NEA. the endorsement,
0: and yeah. I would love to see him for that reason only get back on the board and wear that as a, he could wear that as a, a badge of honor at this yeah. sport, as far yep. as I'm concerned. Yep. So that I'd like to, I'd like to see that little, uh, I'd like to see that get broken up, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. A uh, lot of stake folks. I hope that you're paying attention. I hope that you'll encourage your coworkers and your neighbors and, and other folks to get out and vote. Um, I, um, uh, I guess we probably should stop talking about uh, the school board here. Uh, what is this growing discontent with the Columbia police department all about? Uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of people going after Jeff Jones. I think most of us had a pretty, uh, I, th- I would say, the majority of the public has a pretty positive impression of Jeff Jones. Yeah, I think so. Um, competent police chief by my by my account. Uh, what's going on? He needs to uh, explain something. I think
0: he. I think if he has the right explanation. F- well, let me just back. I, I, he needs to speak, and I'm not sure why he isn't. Here's what's going on. There's two things going on, one more so than the other. The more so one is you remember the incident outside of Vibes? It was in November of uh, 2021 where right. five people got shot. Yep. Uh, uh, a guy named uh, Kian Jacobs was killed then by police officers, two Columbia police officers, as he ran away from the scene in the back, uh, in the alley back behind Plaza Tire and mm-hmm. Vibes there. Yep. So, highway patrol is called in to investigate as happens in um, officer related shootings. But uh, and they they investigate the shooting. Uh, Columbia police investigated the incident outside of Vibes. There was an incident that brought police there, mm-hmm. and uh, and then also uh, uh, the uh, city police's internal affairs invest unit does an investigation. Well, highway patrol cleared the two officers with the same. Um, St. Charles County prosecutor back in May. Uh, That report came to light recently. One of the TV stations pointed out that the officers didn't have their uh, body cameras fully activated at the time of the shooting. That's against policy. So that starts to make a little bit of noise. uh, People question that. Uh, But then what else came to light is is, uh, Mr. Jacobs was shot 13 times. He had 13 uh, bullet wounds in him, which is could, could be explained. And then also, he didn't have any uh, gunshot, gunpowder residue on his hands, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean he didn't shoot the gun. It just doesn't confirm that he did. Yeah. Well, 16 months later, CPD hasn't released their reports yet and continue not to. And they give some excuse like the prosecutor's office is is still considering charges against Todd Nesbitt, the other shooter who they, they, he ended up hardly getting charged. He had charged with felonious assault at the end of the day. Um, it sounds very... So people are demanding why are these reports not being released? And and the, the problem is the police chief doesn't have to give out any information as long as a case is open. So the bottom line is he's not closing these cases and he's not releasing any information. And based on the Highway Patrol report, And no information coming. People are kind of
1: screaming for answers. That's the voice of Mike Murphy, the publisher of Coma Buzz. When we come back from this break, we'll talk a little bit more about this police incident and other news happening here in town. This is Fred Perry. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show, our third segment, uh, third and final segment. We are visiting with Mike Murphy. So much to talk about today, and uh, this is our last chance to have Mike on before the April Fourth election. But um, want to just uh, continue our conversation about uh, this shooting outside Vibes Lounge, and and uh, there's so much that that uh, doesn't really get reported, or doesn't is really not out there in the public domain, but. Um, Complicating this issue was really the unfortunate suicide of of Danny Knight, who was um our the Boone county prosecutor at the time that some of the stuff was going on and so um you know I know that one police officer has already resigned from the force um and uh one is still in in uh, Employed by the force, but but tell me what the, you know, there's been some issues in the prosecutor's office. Uh, what role is that playing well, in in getting this this case resolved?
0: I'm not sure that it 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 should. The reason it comes up is this, and it came up in open city council meeting the other day. As these activists are demanding answers, and and the chief wasn't there, the uh, the city manager, DeCarlin Seawood, answered that uh, the 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 chief his answer was they're not releasing any information they're not closing the report the investigation because the current prosecutor is still pursuing additional charges against Todd Nesbitt who was the other shooter outside of Ives who they pled that down they just couldn't get a conviction they got they got it went down from like some kind of uh uh High-ranking felony, all the way down to some felonious assault with a gun, and and basically a slap on the wrist. Is Todd Nesbitt back on the streets today? I'm not sure if he is or not. Okay. If he's not, he soon will be. Yeah. And the prosecutor is saying, or what they're saying is, he wants to bring more charges against him if he can figure out how from that same incident. So as long as the case is open, the chief is under no obligation. He's protected by law that he it's to his discretion what information he releases. He's using that as an excuse to not release. Uh, Any information. Now, I should temper that with maybe he has a very good reason to do Mm -hmm. that. That's Mm -hmm. why he has that discretion. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is based on the Highway Patrol report, and now 16 months later, and the officers were exonerated back in May, and for CPD not to be willing to release their reports, including their internal investigation reports, it feels odd yeah and and that's kind of uh that's that's part of what's roiling some things down at city hall
1: now now embroiled in all of this is this weird this federal lawsuit that has since been dismissed that involved uh a local attorney um stephen weiss uh who was a bit of a troublemaker uh it's hard to tell you know if stephen weiss had anything because i I think there were 10 there were times when he would uh uh, engage in lawsuits without really having much um and i know that from, from personal experience in dealing with the county so what what's going on with this 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 lawsuit because it, it's a tangled web because it, it has to do with the shooting that took place on during homecoming last year uh an innocent bystander a family visiting town visiting their their mizzou student was shot uh in the shoulder i believe. Um, it's it's all this is all tangled together. Help help sort through. Okay, that. Okay, it's it's
0: not that complicated. If we so if we so people like to discredit Weiss and, and you know rightfully so, but here's the facts of the matter. Okay, and I'm the one who you know reported on it, which mm-hmm. is strange. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, police announced that they 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 want to arrest a guy named Donye Jackson for. Uh, being one of the shooters that sh- that on Homecoming Friday, out, out down by No Gas, th- there was some gunplay down there, and the and the MU student got hit in the corner show.
1: of uh, 10th and Locust. Correct.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I went to, was just going to report that. And as I usually do, I figured, you know, he probably had a uh, bigger system before. So yeah. I went to his record, and he didn't have too much there. But what popped up was he was a plaintiff in a lawsuit against city of columbia mm-hmm. so that just you know obviously piqued my interest so i started following in to make a long story short uh his family le- with his, his mother is eddie Mae jackson and he's got uh, four brothers and uh Stephen weiss brought a lawsuit against uh, uh jeff jones when he was lieutenant jeff jones this happened in 2018 uh lieutenant uh, robert fox and 11 other or 10 other uh, columbia police officers And he built this case uh, uh, that their constitutional rights were being, uh, with four or five other families who had issues with the police over a period of about 10 years, uh, that their constitutional rights, there was a conspiracy to systematically uh, deprive these people of their rights. Well, and it went into great detail about a day, an afternoon, at the Jackson residence that Jones and Fox rolled up with other cops with guns drawn over an incident that had happened earlier. Kind of a typical incident. There was a gun involved and uh, they were there without a warrant. And, of course, Weiss wrote this all up. Uh, and here's the thing now. It, for 14 months, this was litigated in federal court and a jury trial was scheduled. Mm-hmm. So that was scheduled to go to trial in uh, U.S. uh, District Court at Jeff City uh, this February. When Weiss died last July, the Jackson family couldn't find another attorney, and the judge actually dismissed the case, therefore, without prejudice. So it just kind of went away. Hmm. So what's kind of weird is uh, discovering that on its own, I don't think it would be a story. It's dismissed. But it was never reported on in any Columbia media. So yeah. I searched and searched and asked and asked. And it's like, how did this not get reported the on? What public dollars
1: were being spent on the lawsuit. They hired, course.
0: they went and hired a high-power a high law firm out of uh, Kansas City that specializes in civil rights suits against public employees. And um, not a word, publicly. So that struck me as really wor- weird. So I wrote it up as part of this story. I don't think I would have done it except that the coincidence that the homecoming shooter happened to be part of this. Yeah.
1: You know, that's odd. And, and the reason they know that is because uh, in another crime that Donnie Jackson was yeah. uh, uh, definitely uh, involved in, yeah. the ballistics from those shell casings matched that exact gun as, as part of the homecoming shooting, correct?
0: Correct. correct. But now you've got to think that through just for a second. So they're arresting Danya if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, based on uh, gun sh- uh, gunshot fragments uh, left at the scene. There are other things, I'm sure. But you have to wonder now, the reason criminals are in jail is because they're not too smart sometimes. But why would Danye be involved in gunplay with a gun that police have the ballistics on? Mm-hmm. Go figure. Yeah. So be, we, we will probably never know because I don't think anybody's ever going to talk about that because it's just going to go away. The activists might keep screaming about that, but I don't think they're going to have much grounds to get that back uh, on on the table but i do think on the uh i still think that th- well obviously they're going to need to see the report we're all going to need to see what's in the investigation from the vibe shoot yeah
1: yeah it's a, a, it's an amazing a, a, thing another watch. thing roiling yeah. here
0: just let me yeah. there, there's one third thing roiling in the background is we do not have uh, uh citizens uh, review of police at the moment we have a citizens police review board that's basically been gutted it has no power authority any real use by state law correct but now we can go back and rewrite some ordinance and 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 get something Mm -hmm. and the activists are 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 urging strongly that we put something like this in place that we can't go without this without some type of citizen overview of police so when you mesh these
1: three things all together the 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 noise has just gotten really loud Yeah. Yeah. yeah dangerously loud um I want to ask you real quick. Uh, I'm jumping back and forth here, but, uh, I had the pleasure of sitting by you in a courtroom a few weeks ago. Uh, I took a personal interest in this Wayne Sales case against the Columbia Public Schools. Um, the judge has come back and ruled Judge Devine, uh, Josh Devine has come back and ruled that, uh, this is an issue that will be settled by a jury, uh, in Boone County. Um, give me your thoughts on this case and, and is this case reflective of something else that's going on in school district administration should this be an issue or part of an issue in the school board race um i i don't know i i don't know i'll tell you what
0: i do know or what i do think i don't know how you bring it back to the race but there's something wrong so number one you can tell why it's limited amount of work I get done some days because i spent an afternoon listening to that case yeah everywhere. that's right it was kind of fascinating but there goes an afternoon yeah so here's the thing uh i think it's part of this virtue signaling that gets carried away the school board uh shows all their outrage with mr Sells expressing his opinion which really would be an opinion held by many 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 of us yeah. we could And and strips his name off that sign in this massive display of virtue. Mm -hmm. Opening themselves up up to be sued, frankly. Then he says he wants his hundred grand back. Well, they decide no we're not gonna give him his hundred grand back. Mm -hmm. Now they've probably spent a hundred grand defending themselves against not giving the 100 grand
1: back mm-hmm. and he did ask name it after the veterans salute the veterans uh take my name off but but uh, name it after the veterans who've given their lives for our country
0: i think we see too often and i don't mind saying it i i, I sometimes the arrogance of our public bodies just gets just it, it really makes you s- take pause mm-hmm. uh whose interest are they looking out for here and, you know, I, as I sat in that courtroom and I, I don't know what you thought, but I went in there thinking there's no, you know, the shaky. No written agreement. I didn't see how Mister. Sells is going to win this. But after listening to the testimony, yeah. Yeah. after listening to the arguments, and now we're going to jury. I know right now if I
1: was sitting on that jury, I know how I would feel. Yeah. So. Well, and there's just <laughs> zero accountability. You have this uh, high paid lawyer from uh, uh from St. Louis who yes. really, you know, uh, embarrassed herself. Uh, I think in this uh, in this trial, and and uh, she wasn't prepared. Uh, I'm sure we paid an outrageous sum of money to this out of town attorney. Mm-hmm. No one from the school district has the gall to Correct. show up. Correct and take some accountability for this. Uh, the athletic director at the time was there, mm-hmm. and and he said, yeah, Mr. Sells is right. He's there in support of Mr. In Sells. In support of Mr. Sells. <laughs> and, and, and you know, uh, Bruce Whitesides, uh, is it Bruce mm-hmm. Whitesides? Mm-hmm. okay uh Okay, it is well respected in this community has been for, for decades, you know? And, and so here's this school district that just doesn't even feel like they have an obligation to show up in court, you know? And, and, uh, uh, it's, it's baffling to me and, and to me, it's part of a bigger issue with their with their schools right now. So, um, it'll be a fun jury trial. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're going to, you're not going to get anything done that week, you know? <laughs> so, um, so, what are we missing here? As you, as we approach uh, uh, the, uh we've got less than two minutes here, but I want to get people to show up on the 20th, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, at a, a Cornell Auditorium, yep. uh, a Bush Auditorium, uh, in the business school. Or at least watch it uh, on uh local television station, is that right? Yeah. Uh, KMOS? Correct. Okay. I would, uh yeah, give that school board... We need, you know, we can't have
0: 18% turnout. We, yeah. That would be just be a shame. Yep. And if you want to know what's going on, that's going to be an excellent opportunity to learn what's going on. Of course, there is a lot of reporting and como buzz on the candidates also. Yeah, yeah. But this, you could watch it. It, it, it. it wouldn't take a lot of effort it, it, to spend 90 minutes and watch this. If you want to
1: really know what's going on, I think it would be a worthy 90 minutes for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, Hank Waters, uh, former publisher of the... Former publisher of the Tribune used to uh, uh, refer to people as civically challenged, uh, and those were the people that would show up at all the all the meetings, school board meetings, all the uh, and and in days past, we had people like Henry Lane and and Paul Albert and and people in our community um, who, who we you know they were a nuisance in some respects, but but we respected their role as a as a public watchdog. And uh, uh, I want to thank you for stepping into that role and being a public watchdog because it simply just isn't happening anymore. And and folks, I would encourage you to check out I would. If you want to support local journalism, you should subscribe. Uh, he's going to give you an awful lot of free access to stories, but uh, if you if you would subscribe, that will help him in his cause. Uh, it is a thankless job, but he is doing a tremendous service for our community. Mike Murphy, thank you for your time. Thank you, for All right, we hopefully we'll see you on the 20th uh, at Cornell Hall. Folks, this has been another edition of the CEO Roundtable. You have been listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city. And I love it Yeah, I love it I was born in